Um, welcome to this uh, Easter Bank holiday edition, the 52 edition of the Ever Forever Bristol City podcast. Joining me are Mark and uh, Ian. Mark, first of all, um, that was unexpected. Clean sheet and a win on the road at Bet365. Yeah, just the fifth clean sheet this season. But for the most part, the game resembled two teams that were yearning for the suntan lotion, a deck chair and a nice strawberry mivy. I mean, the great thing was that City found energy again, a bit like they did at Blackburn. And the turning point this time was a free kick that didn't go in. And we created several chances at the end and comfortably saw out the game. There was little movement from both teams in the middle. But uh, a great a great goal, probably uh, a miss-hit shot. And I think the big mystery is, is what went on between Dan Bentley and Jacob Brown between at the end of the first half. This long ball played forward. And they wrestled over the top of the advertising hoardings, and I've got a still here of Bentley. He's, he's got his, he's got his leg, he's got his legs, his legs are in a Y shape in the air. That is, that would be a better picture in in, in certain top shelf magazines. Well, we he, don't they, want to go to that. Ian, this is a family he, show. <laughs> he, he, Ian Brown got booked, and, and Williams got booked for trying to for trying to separate them. And this this hold this holding it just. It just seemed to last for minutes. It seemed to go on forever, but that was the only highlight of the first it half. It was the highlight. It, it was the highlight of the first half. It was the highlight, but it was a it was a drab game, David. But it was it was a, a good away win and a, and a very rare clean sheet for City. And the big question is now: Can we win two games in a row? We haven't done that this season, but can we do it? What, can we do? How did Sheffield thing. United? How did Sheffield United go on today? They lost two one. They lost uh, to Reading. Interesting, interesting, and we are mathematically safe now. Ian, uh, your thoughts? That was uh, it, it. wasn't pretty, but it was unexpected and a clean sheet as well. We got to be happy with that, haven't we? Yeah, we have. I mean, three points, clean sheet. What's not to like? Um, Semenyo could have put the game uh, to bed in the first half. I don't think the the wrestling was a highlight. I think Semenyo had a fantastic chance. He needs to go low. Um, to the low across the keeper. So even if the keeper saves it, but I mean, blutering it 40 foot over the bar from there is not going to add any noughts to his transfer value, is it? So no. uh, that's our fifth clean sheet of the season. I think at the moment, Peter, we're bottom on the clean sheets with four. And uh, we've gone just slightly above them to 23rd place in the table um, on five. So um, that, and I thought the referee was fussy. Um, yeah, and he's he's dished out four yellow cards to to City players, and I I think the best thing you do with that incident with with Bentley is blow your whistle and let all the players go off and just tell them all to grow up. Yeah, because it was a little bit of handbags, and there was nothing there was nothing to it really. I don't think. No. Um, Mark, the uh, starting lineup. Um, I mean, Nigel's been talking this week about people, you know, maybe a few changes being made, but it was. Uh, Pretty predictable, really, wasn't it? I mean, Chris Martin starting. I bet he starts on uh, Monday tea time as well. But uh, no surprises in the lineup for you, Mark? Not really. Uh, welcome return for Antoine Semenyo. Although he was, a, he was a little bit rusty, I'm sure he can shake that off with, with games. James and William starting again in midfield, which was a little bit of a concern for a start with me because... We've seen Williams Williams phase fasting games today. I don't think he really had to expend that much energy, but he did well. He, I mean, he was taken off in the ninety third minute in the end for Masengo. So we'll call that. I mean, we'll call that a full game. It's a technicality. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the manager's already said he's not going to play. He's not going to play on Monday, is he, Williams? You know, he might make the bench. Isn't he? Well, he said, I'm going to, you know, bring him back carefully. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be. But yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. I think, I think we're surprised that he, I mean, that he played, he started against Peterborough. You think a guy with his injury problems would be managed very carefully. So I was quite surprised when he started today, but he, he got, he got through the game. Um, be interesting to see perhaps whether Josh Hours makes an appearance on, on Monday or whether they, uh, you know, because I think they'll need a, uh, or whether he or, uh, on the bench, definitely went on the bench today. So Masengo perhaps in for Williams. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, much of a muchness really. Not much quality today, but, you know, a, a, a good solid performance. But yeah. Well, it's a scrappy, no, no it's a scrappy one nil win. Scrappy. I just think if we'd have managed to keep a clean sheet or two more or not conceded after taking the lead, you know, throughout this season. Not saying we'd be top six, but we'd be settled nicely uh, in the middle of the park. Uh, Ian, no real surprises with the um, starting lineup. Uh, uh, Alex Scott playing at uh, right wing back again. Did you think maybe we might see Tommy Conway get a start? No, I didn't. I thought we might see Jada Silva switch to right wing back and Campering coming in at left wing back, and that still might happen against Sheffield United. I think you'll see uh, three or four changes against Sheffield United. I think you could see Naki Wells start instead of Antoine. Um, I think you'll definitely see Masengo instead of Williams in midfield. And they, you might see uh, Campering come in, not as a like-for-like like replacement for Alex Scott, but just those to save on, on people's legs. I doubt it'll be an unchanged team, but but we'll see. Uh, and I think we've got every chance of picking up our first uh, back-to-back of the season with four games to go. You reckon? Well, that's that's encouraging. Let's get into uh, the action. Uh, Mark, uh, early doors in the game. Um, Alex Scott, little push in the back on Fletcher on another day. Might he have... Uh, somebody said Mitrovic gets away with that every week, little pushes in the box. But did you notice that early on? He pushed Fletcher in the back and uh, yeah. he wasn't too yeah. pleased about I, it. I, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, on the replay, uh, I mean, he slowed that down for VAR and, and, and give the referee a decision to make. But I mean... Yeah, it was. It, we, we, you get away with those in the championship, but I think he. I mean, he did very well today. Uh, you know, making those sorts of challenges and, and, and winning lots of winning lots of free kicks. He picks. He's, he's really the artful dodger, isn't he? In the way that yeah. he, get, he gets over the ball and, and wins free kicks when we're when we're defending. But yeah, that was um, that did make me chuckle uh, when that cross came over and he he pushed a guy who was probably twice the size from out of the way. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I mean, Stoke Mark started the stronger side and they could have taken the lead on five minutes when uh, a free kick went into the box. And uh, Harwood Bellis, I think it was, he just couldn't get um, he just couldn't get um, a proper connection on that, could he? No. And um, I think there were a few there were a few uh, players around him. Yeah, he just couldn't he just couldn't he couldn't flick it, flick it on. Uh, he was he was a right wrong, wrong player in the right place. As you probably say, and we we got away with that one. Yeah, Ian, uh, you you alluded to it in your opening uh, few seconds on the game. Thirteen minutes, you had a glorious chance. I think it was Vyman set up Semenyo, 
blasted it over and a few people were saying on OTIP that is why Semenyo isn't going to attract the big money fees because it was rash in terms of the finish, the execution of it. But Chris Martin was free in the middle as well. He he, he, he does need to think a little bit more, Antoine, doesn't he? He needs to think a lot more. I mean, if you look in later on in the game, the same thing happened with Martin, went through on the left, but he hit his shot with his left foot across the keeper. The keeper pushed it out and Semenyo's uh, had the concrete boots on again and his first touch was a pass and it, it went up in the air. So that's what I meant when I said Semenyo could have put the game out of sight in the first half. Um, it, what I thought today, he didn't look sharp mentally. He was still a right nuisance. And if you look at his ball out to Jada Silva for the the goal that won it, um, that was Antoine at his best um, with another assist, if you will. But um, no, he, he does need to calm down in front of goal. He's he's he started off. That's how he was last season, and he got better this season. But I I don't I think he was only about eighty percent fit, and mm. I think mentally he was about thirty percent off because they always say that you know the first yards in your head. He's an instinctive player, but he needs to be he needs to be absolutely spot on. And today, uh, his first touch was off. Um, yeah. But let's let's hope, you know. That's why I say you might see Wells come in, and then if if it's not going well or we need some help after sixty minutes, you could see yeah. Naki Wells go off and Antoine come on, give him half hour running it tired defenders. But you know, I'm he should a nuisance be. type of thing. Yeah, he's just, well, his he physicality be, he should, is there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and he's 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 quick. But then again, I'm not being rude. But if you can't outrun Phil Jagielka, who was never the quickest anyway, but if you can't outrun him at forty then you will pack football up. Yeah, well, JB said here on the text feed, he said watching Martin versus Jagielka was like watching a slow-mo replay. Um, Mark, a couple of chances for um, for, for Stoke, and it was an even game without exciting. Yeah, it wasn't overly exciting, but uh, Baker hit one wide, and then Bents did um, a worldy save on uh, 32 minutes. That was just before that uh, poor touch that Semenya had that Ian mentioned earlier, but... Dan Bentley, City's number one without question, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Baker missed the first one. We have three players: Atkinson, De Silva, and James failed to clear the ball. They had the ball, uh, and then they lost it again. And Baker just slid it wide right. But that cross by Joe Allen, Brown gets between two defenders, and Bentley, wonderful full length save to his right, very strong hands, and pushes it away from the goal. So yeah, I think he's one of the he's one of the best shot stoppers in the in the league. Uh, no question. Doubt. I mean, it's but the best keepers, of course, have got to dominate their area, and um, that would make him a Premier League keeper. Then I don't think he's he's quite at that standard. But and he would be playing stopper, for us. I mean, that little that little altercation at the end of the half. It was it wasn't aggressive. It was just sort of like they couldn't seem to untangle themselves, could they? It was just mental, really, wasn't it? Well, they could. I think that was a stupid thing. It was it was just a a ball played out from the back. That was that Bent, Bentley left left out, uh, and then they both seemed you know they went they went towards the advertising hoardings. It was like like the in, like the in goal area in, in in rugby, and then decided they both fell over that, and they were holding on to each other. Bentley could have could have let 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 um, uh, Brown go, and the, I don't think he would have been, would have been booked. But the wrestling just carried on after they went over the top of it. Then all the players rushed over. Atkinson. Uh, got in first, then Williams tried to separate them, which is why he was booked as well. But it was just really ridiculous. It didn't need to go on that long. 
they just needed to leave it. And the referee, the referee didn't, he didn't really have to book them because there wasn't any malice. It, it just it looked, I mean, it looked worse than it was. It was just comical, really. A really, a really it stupid was. way to no, end. It did just seem to go flat on, on and on. Yeah. Mm. Ian, uh, Joe, Joe Williams got booked in that. He seemed to be the one who got more steamed up than anybody, didn't he, really? Yeah. Well, say we question Joe Williams' fitness, then he runs sixty yards to get involved in that. <laughs> so it, 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 that's a quickie he ran all game, make, wasn't it? Well, it does make you wonder. I mean, the, uh, I, I would think he was trying to get his uh, his stats up. You know, how many yards you run in a game and all that kind of stuff. But look, pointless. As I say, if I was a referee, I'd say, right, okay, all of you, grow up. I'm blowing the whistle for halftime. Uh, if you're going to act like babies, don't come out in the second half, please. Otherwise, I'm going to start throwing yellows about now. Crack on, and 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 I think if you if you if if you do that, then it, it's a better game. I mean, I don't think I don't know how many players Stoke had booked. I didn't look. We had four, and and you know when you look at our bookings, it's the same players week in week out. Alex Scott, Joe Williams. You know, I don't think Williams has been booked for a few weeks, but he's. <laughs> you know they've they and it, it he's got to do you know they've got to clear clear up their disciplinary act because if it was earlier on in the season it can start costing you costing you points and and, and games and things like that so yeah I mean handbags yeah. forget it yeah yeah before I talk about the second half with you guys got to pick up on Graham C here who's never backward in coming forward when it it's coming to have a pop at us, maybe the other podcasts as well, but he's saying, waiting for the raft of podcasts this weekend, or as we've won and are safe, reckon there won't be any. Well, Graham, sorry to disappoint you, mate, but here we are, and we'll be doing one on Monday just for you. But you don't listen anymore because we have crap sound, but I think you've sorted that out now. So thanks a lot, Graham C. Always welcome to come on and give your views rather than just contribute from the sidelines. Um, into the second half, I, yeah, there were chances at either end, probably a few more for Stoke than uh, us. Um, Mark, 80th minute, uh, Chris Martin did a foul on the edge of the box. Up steps, I think it's, is it Lee Baker? Four goals. Uh, in the Lewis Baker. Six, Lewis Baker. Mark, four goals in six games, um, hit the bar with a free kick. That was the closest uh, they really came to getting a goal. It was a, it was a well-struck shot, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Atkinson, actually, that fouled Baker. Um, it was in the D. It was in the D central. That's why Atkinson uh, got, got books. He was one of four City players that got books. And yet, Baker curled it well over the wall, but it was dropping and it, it hit the top of the crossbar and bounced back up into play and it was cleared for, for a throw. So that was probably um, Stoke's, you know, second best chance of the game after the header by Brown. But it was clear well, and, and City's defence on the whole um, defended pretty stoutly. Uh, I think you yeah. know, closer. I think kept um, Brown out on the left in, in this earlier in the second half, and they just tossed a few crosses in. But neither side really made those runs behind. To uh, you know, to, to heighten you know the tension. There were, it just the quality wasn't there. I was surprised that Stoke didn't get any midfield runners, and I think you know that's indicative of, of why, despite winning their first four games of the season, they really lost their way in the second half, and, and that's why they're mid-table. Yeah, no, very much so. And Lee Baker, do we do we know anything about him, Mark? I'm Lewis sure Baker, you know. ex, Lewis ex, Baker, uh, Lewis Baker ex, from ex Chelsea, Chelsea player. And yeah, have they he's, signed he's, him or is he a loan player? That's that's what I was getting I at. I think they signed him. He was one of those players, probably like Thomas Callas, that had, I think the, the commentator said he had about seven loans. Uh, so he'd been, he'd been around the clubs. 
for several for several years now. You know, he looked uh, uh, he looked he looked quite steady. Vrancic had uh, you know a nice left foot, but it was a lack of movement. I, the player that they really missed, and I think this season who got uh, who, who got injured, of course, was Nick Powell. Think out for the mm. season with, with a long term injury. Don't know whether it was a broken leg or an ACL. Perhaps something can pick me up on that. But they certainly miss miss his, his movement. Just the lack of quality, really, which was the same for both sides. Very flat going forward. Yeah. No. Just looking up on uh, Wikipedia about uh, um, Baker. He's twenty six years old. <laughs> Lewis Baker. Lewis, and he's played for clubs like last seat twenty twenty one. He was at uh, Tresban Sport. Had uh, 34 games, and then he's been at Fortuna Dusseldorf, Reading, Leeds, Middlesbrough, Vitesse, couple about five years ago. So, uh, yeah, as you say, a Thomas Callas like uh, Ian into the uh, closing stages uh, of the game. Uh, Vyman, uh, that 20th goal, he's surely going to get it. I mean, he was through, but it was a good save by uh, Pat Bonner. And then the goal, take us through that Vyman chance and the goal from your perspective. Well, it was it was a flick on, and he got to the ball in front of the defender, and the defender can't bring him down, otherwise he's going to get a red. But he's hit the ball into space, he's taken it into the box, he's on his left foot, and for me, he hit it a little bit too early, but at least it was across the keeper and on target, and the keeper made a good save. So that's one good save he made, and then he couldn't stop the goal, and Bentley's made one good save from that first half header. So for all the huffing and puffing, the two keepers didn't have a huge amount to do. The, the free kick was a, was a good free kick. And if it's six inches lower, um, they're, a, they're a goal in front. But that's, that's football. Two things that I have noticed, and I've noticed it more lately, uh, and one thing I've noticed all season. One is we do not do enough to stop crosses, uh, especially on short corners. So you get the short corner play, the player comes from deep and whips the cross in. And we need to do more to stop that. We don't get out and block the crosses. And the second thing is our movement's dreadful. And we really need to need some, some coaching to improve the, the movement of the players. And sometimes you get silly things like a defensive midfield player and a centre-back come for the same ball and the ball gets flicked past them and somebody's away. So those are things we definitely need. Um, those are things we definitely need to work on because with so many goals scored from crosses, we absolutely have to get out and block them. You block the cross and the other thing doesn't matter because the ball didn't come into your box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the goal that Jay scored is only a second in a Bristol City shirt. The last one was against Huddersfield. Again, I checked my stats uh, against Huddersfield, November yeah. November uh, 2020. Um, was it was it yeah. a, was it a shot or was it a cross? What, what did you think? It, 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 oh, it, was, it was a cross. It was a, it was a cross. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent cross. <laughs> if, if you look at it, it's, it's actually the keeper is coming out to get the cross, and the ball's gone inside him. So if if the if you know I mean he, he'd had a couple of chances earlier on and he'd overhit the crosses, um, so anyway this time he miskicked it it went in but hey who cares three points yeah yeah and you yeah, you agree with another part you'd agree with, agree with Ian yeah you'd agree with Ian yeah uh, I mean Mark, it, it was a cross one one <laughs> good, the one good thing the one good thing Semenyo did today is he did hold on to the ball well at times you know he, he got the ball was back to goal and he does it there. Plays a flat ball across to to De Silva. It was sort of going away. The ball slightly behind him when he hits it, which I think helps. 
and, and he whips because he, he, so he mishits <laughs> he hits it too near the goal, which is good for us because it flies into the side of the net. So it looks great on the replays. See it, you know, watch it six or seven times. Brilliant, a brilliant watch, yeah. but completely mishit. But I, let's say if we hit a few a few more of those because he can strike the ball well. And yeah. City's problem today, even when we were playing side to side, and I think Andy Vyman was our, our biggest threat, you know, in behind playing the balls through. And But, you know, crossing from the left and right was poor today uh, for Malik Scott playing out of position and, and, Jay, De, and Jay De Silva. Mm. So, you know, that's hopefully that's something we, uh, we can iron out uh, in time for Monday where there'll be a much bigger crowd. Sheffield United will probably bring, bring down a, a thousand or two. It'll be 20,000 plus on Sky. Let's put in a good performance and let's win two, let's win back to back games. It's going to happen. Games. So it's it's actually, happen it's actually on Sky. It? it is on, it's, it's one of the main features on Sky, is yeah. on Monday. That's why it's a five. It is, it is the live feature. It's the game on Sky. <laughs> the game. All oh, right, there we go. Well, look, I mean, the way the other results went today, I mean, Reading getting that unexpected win at Sheffield United. I mean, we were safe, I think, before today, but we are properly mathematically safe and dare I say it I think the bottom three I think they're done for now because I think they can all catch Reading but you know Reading must feel fairly confident that they're going to uh, avoid the drop is that how you see it Ian now the bottom three is what it is now and they're not going to get away with that are they um, providing this other six point deduction this hanging over Reading doesn't happen um, this season I, I think yes you're right I think it is the bottom three they looked they look doomed. I mean, what I always do and the way of working it out for me is <clears throat> you look at the percentage of points that they've picked up all season. So obviously to measure Derby, you have to add 21 points back in. But um, the percentage of points they've picked up all season and then you see what they would need just to catch us. And with the goal difference, I mean, our, our goal difference is uh, 27 better than Peterborough so yeah. you know a team that's been winning less I'll, I'll say 20% picked up 20% of the points uh, would need mm. to pick up something like 95% or 100% and we'd have to not win at all and not pick up yes. a point so you know I'm a, I'm, um, you know I mean for, for what we got now 48 points 48 um, with four games to go and what was last season total games. was it 51 or 51 51 yeah, 51. 51. So we got a good chance of beating that. We got yeah. a very good chance. So, and that, so we didn't that, win. We won none of our last 10, did we, last season? Is well, that right? It, was it as it, bad as that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's progress. It's, it's progress with a small p. But a lot of what we do is is going to depend on finish this season safe. It doesn't really matter whether we finish, I don't know, 18th, 16th or 14th. We still start next season um, in the division. And that's the key thing. Uh, and yeah. in that, in that, you know, in, in that division, a lot will depend on what we're able to do in in the summer. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, on that on that note, we'll see our rec- our recruitment will have to be a great deal better than it was last summer. Well, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Mark, uh, looking at the, I'm looking at the league table now, and it was important to get the three points uh, today. But I'm thinking. The best we can hope for um, is to get to 16th. That's still five points behind where uh, 
Blackpool are at the moment. But I mean, that's you know that we. I mean, we could end the season with a flourish, couldn't we? You know, Sheffield United might feel a bit demoralised after uh, um, losing at home to Reading. Although looking at the table, you know, they're they're well in they're well in there. But then Derby away, you know, we could we could. It'd be nice to finish the season with a flourish, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe yeah, two wins Darby... and a defeat. Yeah, we got Sheffield United on Monday. Remember, Derby have got Fulham uh, tonight. They could be relegated by the time we play them. Uh, you know, on uh, uh, on Saturday, no no question right. about that. I think I think they will be. They're twelve points behind with only with only five game games to play. Then mm. it's Hull City. Hull enjoying a bit of resurgence. Won again today. Did they? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I think they beat they beat uh, the. Uh, Big Cardiff two two one, so they're enjoying a bit of a re, a bit of a resurgence. Yeah. Birmingham were two nil um, up and ended up losing four two, didn't they? So that kept them behind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's the it's the bottom three. So um, Derby could be playing at Forest Green next season. So it'll be Nailsworth versus Failsworth. Good old good, good on yeah, you. Yeah, they got they got beat today as well, didn't they? Uh, the Forest, I think, at Barrow. I think that's yeah. They lost, they lost. They lost. They lost one. They lost one nil at Luton. Luton had a man sent out, Sonny Bradley, on the on the seventy seventh minute. So yeah, yeah I was win, talking about good... Forest Green Rovers actually. <laughs> oh, sorry, Forest Green. Sorry, yeah, they, uh, you yeah, said no, Forest. They sorry, yeah, yeah, they, no, the they forest, lost I four nil at Barrow. I know. They're only two. Terry yeah, they're only two points clear. Terry Cooper's, two Terry points. Cooper's son manages that a lot. Uh, Ian, did you watch at lunchtime any of the, the Luton Forest game? Because I looked at that, and they say in football things even themselves out, and I mean. Uh, I think was it Forest? Uh, they have one, or was it Luton? They have one go in their favour and one go uh, against them. I think when they had the player sent off. But you know, you look at a little side like Luton, and God, they battled, and they were full value for that one nil win, weren't they, against uh, Steve Cooper's Forest? Yeah, and uh, I, I think they were a little bit unlucky to lose at Huddersfield. Um, I think. The thing with Luton with me, there, there was a. Um, I watched part of the program, and there was a list of the people they had that was injured, mm. and they've had a horrendous injury list this season. And look where they are. Mm. Look at the people say, well, the, one of the the you know the Nigel Pearson fans' main criticisms well, nobody could do any better to his squad. Look at the money he's had, no money to spend. Well, he didn't. He bought Atkinson and Tanner, and Luton never had that kind of money to go out and buy no. players. No. Um, Forest have loaned players in. Now, I think Forest might be one of those clubs that are in a lot of trouble if they don't get promoted. Yeah. Um, and uh, But I think Luton have done absolutely brilliantly. And it, it's a lesson. If you're somebody like Steve Lansdowne, you can go to your coach and your manager and say, well, how, how can they do it then? Yeah. You know, well, they're very athletic they're, they're, and very. They, I looked. I didn't watch the whole game, but what I did see, I saw a side that were very, very athletic, very dynamic. And again, picking up on a comment, I think it was the safe uh, exiled Robin. I say safe because he's never overly controversial. Was saying on Twitter that we are so boring and pedestrian to watch, and that's true. But there we yeah. go. Uh, yes. We got we got three points I, today. I think that's why. That, that um, Monday's game will only be the third live game we got on Sky uh, this, we've know, had on Sky this season. It's because, we're, it's because we're so pedestrian and boring. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Now, um, I was on uh, with uh, 
Jeff Twentyman on uh, Sound of the City with uh, Ellie and with uh, with Matt. And one of the things that came up, Briz Redis. No, you weren't on with on Matt. Me. You were on with you were on with Patch Warner. Was it Patch? Yeah, definitely Patch Warner. Patch? Yeah. All oh, right, there you go. Apparently, he, apparently, he, and it's something they put in the tea. I'm, I'm not sure, but I reckon that's what it is. Okay, yeah. there you go. I didn't know it was Patch. I thought it was Matt. I don't know. Well, it's a bit like you and me, isn't it? You know, we're the sort of uh, you know, the linchpins of our. Well, no, and you, Mark, as well, because you're part of our little trilogy here. I'm but Bris Red has said this. on here. <laughs> Bris Red has said on here. Dave P. Interesting question on Sound of the City about Vyman and us accepting a bid. Of five million. Be interested to hear views tonight. And Ian's replied on the text and has said at least ten to fifteen million. Now I was not. It was a rhetorical question. I did understand that when Jeff said, "Was that a rhetorical question?" I didn't know what it meant. Although I just I haven't listened to myself back yet, but it, I might have sounded a bit like what. Um, I wasn't advocating selling Vyman. I was just saying, you know, if somebody comes in for him and not for any of our starlets or Callas or Wells or Palmer or whatever. Vyman, 20 goals, it's going to be double figures in assists. He's there already on that. Somebody comes in, I said in a depressed market that we're in, 5 million for a 31-year-old he'll be at the start of next season. Ian, you said 10 to 15. Really? Yeah. In a depressed market? And he's only had one season like this in his whole career? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. If you, you're a parachute club, say Burnley, you sacked Sean Dyche today. Oh, talk about um, that a bit as well, yeah. If, if Burnley came down and they looked around and thought, right, well, we, we need a, a, a guy to play behind the strikers or a striker that can get us 20 goals, who got, who got 20 goals and a lot of assists last season, oh, look, Andy Vyman. Because they're not going to be able to sign Mitrovic because he's going to want to play in the Premier League. So Vyman may well finish. I haven't looked at the top scorers at all, but I know Mitrovic has got a thick end of 40. Um, Andy Vyman is going to have 20 and he's got the assists and he's played virtually every game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he is worth that kind of money because there, don't forget there will there could well be five or six clubs with parachute money because they don't all go straight back up and you get yeah. parachute money over three seasons. So you could finish up with quite a few, you know, six to eight clubs with parachute money, some form of. Um, yeah. I think Bournemouth, Bournemouth are another club that are going to be in a lot of trouble if they don't go up, but it looks like they are going to go like up. Looks like they'll so definitely, save them. they'll definitely, they'll yeah. definitely so do what, that. So what, my, no, my, my view on that, and I made the point initially on the podcast because I said, well, it's all right, people talking about Scott Masengo in Semenyo. Um, Masengo's going because he's out of contract and he's not a regular. So he's leaving uh, and he won't sign a new contract. Um, and, but I said, well, what if somebody comes in for Callas, Bentley or Vyman? Because it won't go unnoticed what they've done. And, right. and I still think Callas is a really good championship defender. Um, I think Bentley is a really good championship goalkeeper. Um, so, and Vyman, I mean, is going to be our player of the season this year. So oh, without it, a doubt. It'd be it'd be difficult for the club to to turn down big money for a guy that you say is going to be thirty thirty one. Yeah, Simple well, he's thirty nine. You know, yeah, I'm, and I think and I think the thing is as well, Ian. Like he had that long term injury last year. His contract was up. He's taken a pay cut. We know that. That's what we were told mm-hmm. in the summer. And this is a yeah. chance for his last payday. So, you know, he 
his, his agent's going to be saying, Andy, look, they've come in and you say you want to go because if it's a marginal, you said you well, said 10 no, to as 15. I, as, I said, as I said two to three podcasts ago, if I was his agent, I'd be banging on Nigel Pearson's door before the end of the season or Richard Gould's door, whoever door you got a bang on, and saying, come on, we want to drop more money for my lad. Look what he's done. He's kept yeah. you in this division. And, yeah, and, yeah. yeah fair, I mean, I don't if I was a, a manager, I wouldn't mind players asking for more more money if they yeah. did it. You know, yeah. if, if they played half a dozen games because they've been injured all the time, you'd say, well, <laughs> sorry, pal, you've got, two cho- you've got two choices. Take what you're on here. And by the way, I'm putting you on the transfer list. Yeah. So, um, but, so that's, I, I'd say we, we may come under pressure in the summer. We may not. I, I don't know. We don't. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think, Mark? I mean, what's your... Ian said... 10 to 15, I suggested five. That wasn't that I wanted to sell. But at what point do you say, you know, in the absence of Scott Semenyo, somebody said on here, Masengo is going to go for 2 million. Tembury Robbins said that. I think he's probably about right there. But in the absence of decent money bids coming in for the other two, what's your price on Vyman? And, and, and because he's had the season of his life this season. So what price would you say, Salavi, we let him go? I think I think um, in the press market, considering his age, I think five to eight million would be would be a very a very good return. You know, you could ask City could ask ridic- ridiculous money because he's still under contract and, and just get the best deal he could. I mean he's likely he is likely to attract offers, you know, perhaps from the Norwich Cities or uh, the West Brom yeah. West Brom will have money. Sheffield United will still have a little bit of money, um, and you know he, he's not good enough to play at Premier League level. But yeah, Championship side coming down or Burnley, he'd be he'd be a big asset, and he's a great finisher, a very good finisher as we've seen in the, especially in the second half of the season. Some of his bullying has been has been fantastic, and really, yeah. if we had, without his nineteen goals, we'd be in the right SHIT. Uh, you know, if you look if, hypothetically, so yeah, at the moment he's our biggest asset. I think Scott yeah. and Semenya would drop back with Semenya's injury. I think um, if you saw his touches against Fulham, you think he was on the up, but I think his knee in recent knee injury has set him back a little. But I think perhaps that help us because uh, we definitely need him next season. And, and yeah. I think uh, a, a Scott with a more experience. But yeah, Andy Vyman, clearly the the player of the year, head and shoulders, and yeah. the guy got so much energy. He's like a Duracell. Bunny, that he just never stops running. No, he doesn't. And, uh, no, that's you fair. Know, wish, wish and we had a few more of those players. It'd be great, wouldn't and it? And not for the first time, I'll hold my hands up and say, you know, my criticism uh, earlier on in the season, totally unjustified, but it says all about stoking. Well, it's opinion, all about opinion, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm going to ask you this question, uh, Mark, and then I'll say, uh, ask the same one of Ian. Um, Cundy worth a contract and Kloss worth a contract. I mean, you know, those three, for me, with Atkinson in the middle or I think they were alternating. Those three to me look pretty sound. And you know, what would 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 you be giving them both contracts, cost for a year, and Cundy maybe two plus one? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Kloss's experience. He's just so st- he's such a steady player. He, he doesn't t- normally tend to he d- he doesn't tend to charge in and go in with with, with two feet. Um, you know, you'll 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 move you'll you'll come up at, you know to halfway and and, and win the ball. And he's a good passer of the ball. Cundy, for a player who's you know who's come up from Bath City, looked very steady. Good header, good header of the ball. 
Um, I think so. I'd definitely give him a contract. The only thing that, that a back back three lacks with Atkinson is a bit of pace. Today we saw Atkinson come out and make some runs. I think that's fine as long as he's you know making that final pass because uh, there was nobody you know prepared to make that run in. It's no, it's no, it's no use if he's running fifty yards up the pitch unless another player is prepared to make a run. Uh, you know, in behind and take and take that and take a pass. Because you know you could get caught on the counter, so it just needs somebody with a bit of pace. Because uh, we've seen, especially in games against Bournemouth, where we've been very slow to get the second ball. Sometimes it needs somebody with a bit of pace in there alongside those two, uh, or or Callas. But yeah, definitely worth a contract both of them. Yeah, because Callas, we don't. I mean, he's still here next season. I mean, what's your? I think you've already said, uh, Ian, on the uh, text feed, you feel that Kundi's good for. Uh, two to three a contract. We really don't know if Nigel, if he gets this right back, whether he is going to play a conventional four at the back or, you know, but Cundy and Kloss, yes, you agree with Mark, both worth something, yeah? <clears throat> yeah, I think that, um, I mean, you don't know who else is going to be here. And there are people, like I say, Callas might move on. That will give you some money, let's say, he cost us eight. Let's say we got somewhere between four and six because uh, he's out of contract. Well, even if we got between uh, two and three, even if we got between two and well, three, that would cover yeah, well, off the amortisation. Yeah. Well, that's irrelevant but because we need a lot more than that to avoid financial fair mm. play. So there's a point where you say, well, yes, I'm prepared to say that. It's like saying, well, he's out of contract, so we'll take 500 grand from Masengo. Well, no, I wouldn't. I'd rather, to coin yeah. a phrase, see the value on the field. Uh, the, the area we really need to strengthen, apart from right wing back or right back, depending on whether he wants to play a four or a three, um, is in, in midfield. Because I think our midfield's too slow, don't get, get past the ball enough, um, I don't pass the ball well enough, and, and there's not enough energy and there's not enough legs in there. <clears throat> and yeah. um, I, I think that's the position we really need to strengthen. I also think we need another... Um, Quick, we need a quicker, taller version of Chris Martin uh, up front yeah. because I don't think Martin should have to play all the games he's had. So that would be mine. A uh, big centre forward, um, a really good one or two um, strong defensive midfield players, um, and, a, and a right wing back stroke, uh, right back. And then yeah. if, if the players go out the club that we think are going to go out, so your Zach Viners. Um, your Callum, Andy Kings. Callum. There was a hint. There was a uh, hint that Callum might get a few minutes on the pitch, wasn't there? In the uh, previews well, of the game this week, God help he's us. He's back in training, but we've only got, you know, there's only four games left, and one of them yeah. is Monday. Uh, so they're not going to play either of those two. That leaves the next three Saturdays. So if they're not playing in those games, I would expect, um, <clears throat> I would expect them to be uh, going out the door. I mean, I've said before, I'd give. Um, Callum O'Dowd, uh, uh, I take up the option on his contract, even if you even if you don't want him, because you take up the option of the contract, you sell him. Um, yeah. And and even, even if, if it's only get half a million quid, I mean, <laughs> yeah, this sounds ridiculous exactly. for, North, Better, for an Ireland international. Northern is he Northern Ireland or Ireland? I don't know. Republic, well, uh, Republic, Republic. Republic. right? Republic. Yeah. You know, half a million for a, a, an international player, but you know, you're not going to get a million <clears throat> two or something like that. Is this is it? Is his fitness record? Um, and you know, re reference a comment that's just come up about Sean Dyche. Yeah, Sean Dyche was earning about 3.3 million a year at Burnley, 
Um, so depending yeah. on how many years he had left on his contract and how they're paying him off, um, it would be very difficult to see anybody in the championship, apart from one of the parachute clubs, um, get Sean Dyche. And there, there may be some takers of a club that, that wants a battle for their life and stay in the Premier League because he's, you can't say that he hasn't done a fantastic job with Burnley. No, but he could he could end up uh, since we're talking about Dice, he could end up at Everton, yeah, because they'll yeah would they part with uh, Lampard? He's not exactly uh, covered himself. Well, they were looking glory. around. Well, apparently they had feeders out the other week when he'd lost nine games, was it or something like that? Yeah. So you know, I, I don't think his position is uh, yeah. Shall we say? Nailed on, and I, I, I think the forty million sign in the Delhi Alley is um, <coughs> leaves money, a lot to be desired. Particularly if he can't get, yeah. Well, if he can't get in the team, if you, I mean, if you play me, if you can't get in the team, that's as bad as that. You re- and you and you're worth forty million. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, going, going back to going back to Sean Dyche. I mean, yeah. He got, I was going to ask you about Burnley him. Carry on. He got in. He got Burnley in the Europa League uh, four seasons ago, which is nothing short of remarkable. I mean, he got them up. Uh, and then they were relegated the first season in the Premier League, bounced straight back. I mean, the man, they should be commemorating him with a, stat- with a statue. Um, yeah. You know, he's done absolute wonders with that club. And you think that he would be the best man to get them back up again uh, because they're going to they're gonna go down. Well, he has I mean, done it before, they, hasn't he? Well, losing Chris Wood, I mean, unfortunately, it was a clause in his contract to say that, uh, you know, clause in his contract that was triggered by Newcastle made the, the appropriate bid. They just can't. They just can't score goals, can they? And they're going to lose a few players. But the ideal man to take them straight back. So why why get rid of it? It's yeah. they, the club's been It's American, sold. and they've got new. Yeah. They've got new American owners. So yeah. you know, do you think they? Do you think they've resigned? They've got rid of him now because somebody said like it's still eight games to go, which is like well, just short of twenty percent of the season in the Prem. Do you think they've almost resigned themselves to being one of the three clubs that go down? And do you think they'll make an appointment because he kicked out the whole of his coaching staff, which included uh, Billy Mercer, the goalkeeping coach, a former City uh, goalkeeper. But what? 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 Why now? Why now, Mark? Why do you? I don't know. And the same thing happened with Nigel Pearson, didn't it? With Watford, I think they've sacked him about two or three games to go. But with eight games to go, with an unknown, I think the under-23s coach, a guy called Mike Jackson's taking charge. So they made, I mean, make a decision to sever tights. He's, he's the best, he would be the best man that they could get to, 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 you know, it's just that they can't, they can't score, they can't score goals. I mean, they had plenty of the ball against Norwich last week. Uh, and they don't they don't do well when they got when they got uh, when they dominate the ball. That's you know with the way that way that Burnley play. But uh, it's yeah they're they're, like, they're likely to go down because their home forms have had. I think mean, Everton have, 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 have had a resurgence of late, haven't they? Haven't they at home? Uh, and you know beating Manchester United and, and Newcastle. But yeah, I mean if he's not going to get a phone call from us. Uh, you know, he's out of our right speech. If he did get a call, if I was him, I'd ignore it. I mean, uh, I, well, because he, he was given a really, he was given a really tough time here, which he's alluded to a couple of times because he came. Well, he had bad injuries. He had he, he had, had injuries. He That's right. He was yeah. He came from Chesterfield where he cap- captained into the, uh, the cup semi final in '97. Yeah. Uh, we got him. Funny enough, we bid for Kevin Davis. I think in the '96 '97 season and and, and didn't. Didn't get him, missed out on him, despite we made a quarter million. So we brought him in 97 98 uh, under Ward. He had lots of injury problems. Uh, and then he played very few games when we went up the following season. He was loaned out 
I think he was loaned out to Luton Tang. And then when we got relegated, he was sold to Millwall. And he did very well there and then moved on to Watford and, and did well before he went yeah. in management. I mean, when he was at Watford, he, 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 they, 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 they were just about to be taken over. And he got, I think he finished in the bottom half, but it did very well with no money. Uh, yeah. And then the uh, the current owners took over and and, and farmed him out uh, and uh, and brought in Zola, uh, and then he went on to Burnley because Eddie Howe left, and you know that's right. The rest is history. The rest, rest is history. Is history yeah. Yeah. Henry, Henry Robbins said he's just signed a new four year contract, and as Ian's re- retorted, he can sit and earn sit on his backside and earn twelve to fifteen million a year. And do you think I don't see him in... as somebody who's likely to sit around? No, I, I don't. think he's you know. No, I mean, a, a I think lo- is, this, is this a good imp- is this a good impression? I think you know he wouldn't really want to talk on the the media every week because his interviews are a little bit like that. <clears throat> I don't see him in the studio. That's not a very good impression. Well, is it? yeah. No, don't give it. Like don't give it. Does talk job. Don't give up. Don't give up my day job. Um, Ian, <laughs> uh, I think we got to put a word out for uh, David Moyes, and if you can explain to me as well the difference between the Europa League and the Europa Conference. But fair play to Moisey, right? Former City player and the man that we always would love to have had here as manager, another of the best managers we've never had. I gave that label to Joe Raw the other week. Somebody picked me up and said, what about Moisey? But that's pretty good achievement, getting them to the to the semi-final. And, you know, they could go all the way, couldn't they? Yeah, they could. And they could be playing an, another uh, British team, Rangers, uh, in the semi-final. So in we'll have final. to see how that no, will work. It's already in, been in, in the, the final. final. It's, yeah, because they got untrapped yeah. Frankfurt, haven't they? Yeah. I think the difference between the two is... Uh, the conference one that I think Leicester are in, that's for clubs that have been knocked out in the first round. They go into that. It's kind of a, a challenge plate or something as far as I, I... I haven't paid a lot of attention, to be honest, Dave. But, no. You know, no, that's... And it's not 12 to 15 million a year. It's 12 to 15 million over four years. If he's on three and a half million Sorry. a year. yeah. Three and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely right. Yeah, there. I think this is this is the first semi-final that West Ham have got to. Funny enough, against Eintracht Frankfurt in the 75-76 season, and they they lost four two in in the final to uh, uh, Rob Rinsenbrink and Francois Van der Elst inspired yeah. uh, Anderlecht, who who were a superb side in the mid in the mid seventies. Yeah, one, All of right. the, one of the best European sides. And yeah, and so well done, well, West guys, Ham. And feels, well done, Moisey. Yeah, guys, it feels like a it feels like a Saturday, even though we're recording this on a Friday. So. Uh, a little bit shorter than normal, but not too much. At least we're doing a podcast, Graham C, and we have been praising them. I don't think we've been critical at all. Uh, it would be really nice. I think it would help season ticket sales if we managed to draw one and win one of the last two home matches in no particular order. Maybe get something at Derby. I don't hold out much uh, much uh, hope for anything at Huddersfield on the final day, but but you never know. I mean, is it is it a happy? It's a happy Easter so far, uh, Ian, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. I mean, there's no Mark, such thing as a bad. So yeah, happy Easter so far. No, su- no, no such thing as a bad bad win, is there? Yeah, no. And that that's would, true. that would be that would be that would be my take uh, on it. And yeah. you know, if we I can think... get. Go on. No, Mark? Ian, you finish. Yeah, go Sorry, on, go on. You finish first. All right. Yeah, I was going to no, say I, I th- with Huddersfield. Go I on. I think I think Huddersfield they'll be com- they'll be comfortably in the playoffs when we when we fight, when we play them. There, there's there's nothing to say they can't change a few players, uh, you know, and you know, looking forward looking forward to the uh, looking forward to the playoffs. Depending now, you know, whether they they they've got if they've got third place secured, uh, 
by them, which is entirely possible. Uh, the only the, the, the only challenges they got are them and are them and, and are them and Forest. So if they finish third or fourth, that means they got home advantage going into the playoffs. So uh, they they might rest a few players. So yeah, that would give us a chance. But yeah, you think that would be the toughest of the of the, of the final three games. Absolutely. Well, look, guys, we'll uh, enjoy the rest of our uh, Easter weekend. We will be back on Monday, and I think we'll probably do it about 8.30 in the uh, evening. It's a very strange 5.30 kickoff time, but we'll get it out of the way because I've got to drive up to Nottingham uh, the following day. But thanks for all of you that have uh, tuned in today. And Ian and Mark, thank you. And uh, as I say, everybody, enjoy the rest of the weekend, and let's hope it stays sunny and we get three points on Monday against uh, Sheffield United. All the best, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye now. Yeah, a very Good happy Easter to you all. Thank you. Cheers, quiet. Bye. Bye-bye. I heard a robin this morning. I'm feeling happy today. Going to put my cares in a whistle. Blow them all away. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robins are bubba bubbing along.